Welcome to What Are Y'all Talking About, the podcast where we talk about what everyone else is talking about, but we do no research. We do nothing. We just look at headlines. We just make wild opinions based on wild assumptions, but we want to share it with people. We want to share it with you. And I'm here today with the lovely Jack. Say hi, Jackie. Hello. Hello. I know we have a lot of topics, but before we start on any of them, I just want to say the feud between you and I is on pause right now for what what may be a happy reason, what may be a tragic reason. And what feud are we so speaking of? The feud for co-hosting The Great British Bake Off with Noel. Oh, yeah. It wasn't really ever a feud because let's just be real. We knew what the answer was the whole time. Your girl, Jackie, with Noel. Well, you need to chill the fuck out. Chill out. Chill out. Because again, you're... You need a small pond. You're wild. (laughs) And honestly, you're delusional. And I'm scared for you. But pause. Hold on. I have to tell you why the feud is on pause. Tell me. It is because the Great British Bake Off has a new co-host with Noel. And she's incredible. She is great. And we're trash compared to her. (gasps) We cannot compete with her. Her name is Allison Hammond. I'm telling you. Did you just call me trash? I called us trash. We're trash together as a team. But we just don't compare to her. We just don't compare. And I'm saying this in a loving place because I do love you. She's better than us. So the dream is on pause for sure. I mean, okay. First of all, she does have a really, really nice smile. She is like a British UK golden child, but they love her and she is lovely. The nation loves her. She's a national treasure. She lo- they love her there. Fine. Now she's going to get into the Netflix audience. Now Americans are going to fall in love with her. And now it's honestly, it's not up to us if we're co-hosts because she's fantastic. And it's what a matter of- What you're saying of- is you're diminishing the fact that I could not have been as fantastic or more than her. Right. Yes. That's what you're trying to diminish. And what I'm trying to say is- I, I didn't know if I was trying. I thought I was being clear about it. But yeah. No, you yourself have self-proclaimed this. However, I disagree completely. You don't hold a candle to Alison Hammond, bitch. Try. She's got an English accent, okay? And we've already talked about with you have an accent, you're immediately cooler. By your own standards. But I don't disagree with that standard. By your own standards, because she has an English accent, you're kind of toast. But here's the deal. Ready for this? Ready for this little twist? I have a American English accent. What the fuck does that mean? That's so stupid what you just said. <laughs> I sound, I'm American. So for me, the Brits would be like, look at all the things that she says. That's so funny. Cause you know, I'm saying things that are different than them because I'm, you know, in America, we say certain things that are different. And so I think I would be a great juxtaposition to Noel. I think that I'm very easily lovable. People do enjoy me mostly, um, including you sometimes no one loves everyone 100 percent of the time okay okay true or false true or false mostly true i'm just saying you're downplaying my talents and so i think that the feud now <laughs> is on even more i'm a, no 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 you know what it's fine you've given up i haven't and that's what just showcases i haven't I given up i know who i know who i'm fighting and that's the problem with you that is no. the problem with you, Jackie, is you don't know who you're going up against. You don't even really know much about the Great British Bake Off for saying you're such a fan and this is a dream job, is that you don't even know who you're going up against. This is Alison Hammond, okay? If you knew anything, by the way, this makes me scared of you. You should be. If you knew about her, go ahead, give her a watch, give her a goog. And if you don't fall in love, 
If you don't fall in love, deep love, she is beloved. You're scared and I'm not. I know who I'm up against. I know that I would handle the That would be like you signing up for a marathon this weekend. Whoa, I do not run except for if it's to a sale. So let's just be real about that. Right, that's what I'm saying. If we signed up for a marathon this weekend, we would die. If we got past mile two, if we got past mile two, that would be shocking. Good luck. But what I'm saying is you don't know what you're signing up for. To go against Allison Hammond, you don't know your competition. Here's the deal about me and versus you. I accept that challenge because I know that that's a challenge that I could take on. Good luck, bitch. You, on the other hand, are a bit scared. And that's okay. Just, just, just admit to it. Good luck, bitch. I know, admit I know to my it that ro- you have bowed out of the race. And I, on the other hand, have not. I haven't bowed out. I haven't bowed out. You are bowing out. No, no, no. It's one of those situations where I'm waiting for her to retire because I'm not competing against her. I, I can't. And there it is. Listen, here's, here's what I'm going to let you do. I'm going to let you burn yourself out. I'm going to let you burn yourself out. I'm going to let you spend your time and energy, tire yourself out competing against Allison Hammond. You're going to get exhausted because you cannot compete. You are going to, it is like fighting Mike Tyson, you're going to go in there and you are going your ear to off. exhaust yourself. <laughs> no. that's, that's your- not, that is not who bit who, but cool. I'm scrappy. You're not. You, on the other hand, no, you're bitch. taking a water break and you're saying, uh, no, I will only come out of retirement when the best player is out of the game. And I am saying, no, 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 no. I'm training. I'm sitting here training but I'm going to let you burn yourself out. And the truth is, is that you're just trying to say any point you possibly can to retract from your original statement, which was you are out of the game because she's too much for no, you. No, no. She's perfection. And game. I, on the other hand, I'm sitting here training. I'm saying, guess what? Training day is over. I'm ready. Put me in coach. And you are scared. Delusion. But let me pivot since we're speaking about English. No, what I want to say, what I, can I, may I speak? <laughs> May I? Again, very English of me. (laughs) May I speak? Yeah, okay. (laughs) What I'm saying is, go ahead, bitch. I'm going to let you burn yourself out. I'm going to let you exhaust yourself trying to fight Allison Hammond because with love, you don't stand a fucking chance. And so I'm going to let you gas yourself out. And then when she retires comfortably, because there was no fight, she just was chilling the whole time. You were easy, an easy defeat. You'll be exhausted, depleted to the bone, tired to the bone, dust, dust. And I'll say, I'll say, oh, are you retiring now, Allison? Now is my time. And I'll be training the whole fucking time. You are exhausting yourself by yeah. a fight you could never win. Oy, oy, oy. I'm tired from this ridiculousness I'm hearing on the other end. But you know what I am not tired of is love. <laughs> what? <laughs> love. Wait, well, you, we were talking about the ling- English love. Yeah. Well, there is English love. Well, it, well maybe it's love lost. Yep. A yeah. little bit of UK versus American. That's right. Love lost. That's true. I know it feels like we're delayed, but it's still a hot topic of Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. This is a public announcement. This is a public announcement. Joe Jonas, the Jonas Brothers. Well, actually just Nick and Joe, if we're being honest. I don't give a fuck about you. You don't do Sophie Turner dirty like that. Are you trying to talk shit about Sophie Turner? 
Are you kidding me? Get out of here. We're we're Americans. This is also because of your love, your love of the Game of Thrones as well. Who doesn't? It made an impact on all of us. Who didn't it touch? Except for the last few seasons. The last few seasons were rough. Dude, want to know what's wild? I think about that all the time, how obsessed, how unrelenting that show was in culture for it to go out so badly that none of us talk about it. That's crazy. It was. Because we still talk about other shows. We don't talk about Game of Thrones because of how bad that landed. Yeah, those very first few seasons, though, they were unbelievable. Incredible. Unreal. Unreal. Iconic. Joe Jonas didn't realize how much we fell in love with Sophie, how much she was in all of our blood. And then he tried to talk shit on her. We're American and we're like, this little American dude can get gone. We're taking the UK girl. Again, the English accent, you're right. I think it's really helping. Yeah, it does. It helps. It helps no matter what. And there's no denying that. But Joe Jonas can get all the way fucked. Don't talk about Sophie Turner like that. Sophie Turner's our girl. We got her back. So I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know as much about their actual divorce as you might. So... The problem is right now, it's a lot of misinformation and also not enough information. Rumor is she wanted her kids to be raised in the UK because American school systems suck. And is she right? Yes. This place is trash. It's falling apart. Garbage fire. But Sophie wanted to move over there and Joe wanted to stay here. And it sounds to me, this is what I'm assuming because this is what is you know, kind of looking like that he was playing manipulative games to try and stay here. She was, I think, stronghold. Like, listen, love you, love the kids more. We're going to go to the UK. And we don't know exactly what went down, what went dirty, but they split up. And now he's trying to play games, trashing her with like obvious lies. It would be like me being like, oh, the reason why I divorced Jackie is because she was a little too quiet. All right, fair. <laughs> fair. Like it was like, no, 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 that's not who Sophie Turner is. And so they're trying to get us to hate Sophie Turner, but all it's doing is making us remember why we thought the Joe Bros were so cringe. And now we're realizing, wait, I think for the past couple of years, we forgot how cringe the Joe Bros were because literally, literally because of Sophie Turner. And now that you didn't quietly divorce, now that you weren't trying to do this quietly and you're trying to throw her under the bus, you're trying to take her name and drag it through the mud. Now we're onto you, bitch. And now we're back on hating Jonas Brothers. It's a sad day all in all because I'm all for young, adorable, successful people getting together and like creating these adorable little families. It just seems like it never really makes it these days. At the end of the day, what did come out of it is that Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift joined forces. <laughs> and because T Swift used to date Joe Jonas, and then the two of them now have become. It was trash to her, too. Right. And so, guess what? If it's Joe Jonas versus Taylor Swift, bye, a Joe Jonas. Like, Poor Sophie Joe, Turner. He's done. Yeah. Sophie Turner has won the divorce already and it's not even finalized. So when they split up assets, Sophie Turner got Taylor Swift. The whole Swifty clan is gonna be behind Sophie Turner. And he has his what, two brothers to lean on. Enjoy that. Nick is you can tell Nick's a douche. Kevin I Kevin I think seems like a lovely Kevin's guy. He's a nice guy. He just gets forgotten about. Well and I know that you're a big T Swift fan. Oh, big big T Swift fan. I'm a, I'm a Swifty and big but T I'm Swift also fan. a Travis Kelsey fan. And so <laughs> the two of them together is like earth shaking for me. Oh my God, dude. Okay. 
I'm coming into this. My li- my literal only reference to Travis Kelsey is that you told me about him. Otherwise, I don't know this guy. Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, you're the one that told me about him. Remember when you made me Google him? Used to have a dating show back in the day buffet. Cringe. I think it was on MTV or VH1. Cringe. Cringe. Oh, he's great. He's great. Okay, tell me about tell me about him and do you think they're a good pair? First of all, he went to her concert. So, okay, okay, this so is where this me, all started. State your case. Are they a good pair? I just love the fact, yes, I think they're a great pair. He's very charismatic. He is already successful in his own right and in his own thing. It doesn't compete with her whatsoever, except for the only way is that if she performed at a Super Bowl, it would just, you know, that he was playing at, like it would be unbelievable. The ratings would be over the moon. So NFL, you're welcome. That's a great idea. I'm just throwing that one out there. Oh yeah, you're the first one that thought of that. Yeah, hey everyone, Jaggy's the first one that thought of that. First one ever to think about that. So there you go. <laughs> All I'm saying is he's got this swag. He's very lovely. He's tall. So is she. So that works out really nicely. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she is making the time in her schedule to come watch him. He clearly likes her because he went to her show. And it takes, you know, not as many dudes are going to the T-Swift concert, but he went. And shout out to my husband. My husband went with me as well to T-Swift. My sister never lets me live it down. Only the true romantics. Why? Guys can go to T-Swift. No, she never let me down because I took him instead of her. Oh, yeah. This wasn't the most recent concert tour. This was back in... in Jackie, you are looking terrible this episode. Why? Going up against Allison Hammond. Now, not taking your sister to the T-Swift concert? Took my husband instead. It's not looking good. What are you talking about? Because it's a sisterhood thing. Everyone knows. Get over it. I love my sister very much. So here's how I feel about it. What I think is super cool about it. Again, this is somebody who like... Can you just let me finish off (laughs) fucking today? I just want to know so that way I can like, you know, get, so you can get excited so you know how to take in this information yeah, to get, yeah, to process yeah. it through anger or do I? Exactly. Um, well, I, no, we are agreeing, but what I think is super cool about it is that it feels and has felt like that again, the patriarchy, when she's dating these guys, they keep her in secret. There's a lot of secrecy around her romances a lot around her, her relationships. True. And it feels like very private. And I know that a lot of guys will want to not like kind of show off a girl they're with if they feel like they have something to hide, i.e. they're a little too young, i.e. Uh, they're stepping out on their wives, i.e. she's more successful and it makes him feel less of a man. And so this is Taylor Swift's like very first public relationship in terms of they're going out publicly and supporting each other. And I think that that is super cool of her that she's like, feels strong enough in this relationship. And she feels like they don't keep it secret. They don't have to be private. It is to me like an indicator of how strongly, how strongly a relationship already is. But the fact that there's so many guys that feel embarrassed about girl stuff, things that are meant for girls are embarrassing for guys. And Taylor Swift is meant for girls. And so again, I think that's another reason why guys kind of hide when they're with her, but he's so comfortable. A, he's so proud of her, but also comfortable in himself that he's like, Taylor Swift isn't for girls. Taylor Swift is for me, you know, and she's here and she's supporting me and I'm proud. I think that a lot more men 
need to see him as an example of how to be proud of the person you're with, how to move through and be like, no, she's with me. I'm proud of her. Who cares if she's for girls and especially younger girls? Yeah, they share friendship bracelets. But now he's got the whole team passing around friendship bracelets. (laughs) All these big ass six foot, 250 pound, 300 pound dudes passing around friendship bracelets to each other. And it's really cute. And it's really like inspiring because so many guys, uh, again, like kind of going back even to the Barbie movie and that whole thing guys think things that are geared to girls are like ew gross haha <laughs> we make fun of that because that's for little girls and the fact that he has like pride T-Swift is sure but th- I think I think you'll agree with me that like so many people are like uh-huh. Are you listening to Taylor Swift? Because that's for like little girls crying in their room and in middle school or whatever. You know, like uh, that is like a, a narrative that she has about herself and her music and what she represents. And not only do I think it's cool that she's proud of who she is and who her fans are, but it seems he is too. And I think that's so cool. It makes it makes the whole relationship. It, it feels weird to be indirectly proud of people that we and like know. rooting for people you don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like I'm rooting for them because of how proud. They seem of each other, how proud they seem of the relationship and how comfortable they are to support each other. I think it's super, super cool. It's a kind of a big deal. They're moving rather quickly. She's hanging out with Mrs. K. That doesn't necessarily happen very quickly. That's a big step. So, and they're doing it publicly as well. So I think that is a big deal. I also think when you're older, because how old is he? Do you know? Well, let me Google that. I think he's got to be in his like early uh, late 20s, early 30s. Let's give him a goog. That's googs. How does the how does T Swift? He's 33 years old. She's 33 as well. If you are really digging someone and you're in your 30s, and that's another thing, when things are healthy and good, you do fast track certain things a little bit. I agree bit. with that. You know? When you're unsure, you move slower. Very true. And also they've had serious relationships underneath their belts. But I think you learn a lot about who you are. Clearly, he's got to be a cat guy and cool with her cat. So, <laughs> I mean, a whole other thing that like a whole other layer. But I agree well, with you. But that's the thing too is, but that's the thing too is like, it's so kind of interesting too, is that Taylor Swift represents everything girl and woman you know, a a huge base of her fans are female and the gays, I'm sure. She likes cats. She sings about boys being mean. And she, you know, like there's like a lot of stereotypes and uh, narrative around Taylor Swift. And then he's like this ultra masculine, literal football player tackling other dudes. Yeah, but he's playful. Sure. And by the way, I think that he's not like a macho machismo guy. Like I think he does have a sense of humor about himself, but I do think that it is... This almost feels good for humanity, this relationship. (laughs) Feels good for society. Society tells us to be ashamed of or is embarrassing about being a woman to like cats, to be hurt by boys. Okay, first of all, cats are a very specific thing to like, okay? No, they're not. They're lovely. No, they're not. I love cats. What? I love cats. Okay. I have six of them. (laughs) I do. I have six cats. You don't. I do. I have six cats. Jackie, I've never told you this. Oh my. Jackie, I, I feel like I tell you this and you continue to black it out. Like it's something you don't want to know because about Because you don't have six cats and I appreciate you Jackie, so much. Jackie, I have six cats. Do you want me to rattle them off? Yes. Okay. Kirby, Little, Mommy, Ruthie, Elfie, and Yaya. You just made that up. No, Jackie, I have six cats. I have told you this before. No, you don't. You have two dogs. You do not have six cats. I have two dogs and six cats. And I've told you this before and you continue to block okay, it out well, of your memory. Official, um, to all of our listeners out there, would you like <laughs> Megan to 
post her photos of all of her cats with pictures of her in them. It has to be her with <laughs> I'm not going on there. Oh, okay. So then you clearly aren't confident in this. Okay. So you don't have it. I have six cats. I love them very much. No, you do not. Well, what happened was, okay, here's the short story. Oh, okay. okay. I'll oh, give you the short okay. story. Okay. I'll not. So during COVID, is a COVID life change, a COVID uh, life pivot when we all were doing things. During COVID, I was home full time, working full time from home. And I was like, okay, my one dog, let's get her a little cat. Let's get her a cat buddy because my one dog, he sleeps all day and I can't handle another dog. Dog is too much. We'll do a cat. So then I went into the rescue and they were like, if it's a household with dogs, we like two cats in the household because then they have each other to comfort and the cat is just not in fear living by itself. I was like, okay, we'll do two cats. So we, um, so I went in, I might cut this story out cause now it's too long already. <laughs> I went in and I was like, uh, I was like, give me the oldest cat that's been here. Like, or who are, the, who's been here way too long. And they pointed me to this one cat and I'm like, okay, we'll get you out of here. And then there's this one other cat. Her name is little. Now her name is little was following me around, just following me, trailing me the whole time. And I was like, well, she already wants to come home with me. So she's coming home with me too. So we get home and I have the cats and the little one that was following me is here to party, right? She's here. She has energy. She's partying every day, every night and by herself while the older cat is now just chilling. So I, now I have a dog that has energy and a cat has energy and then a dog that doesn't have energy and a cat that doesn't have energy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This poor cat always wants to play with me, always wants to play with my dogs who are dangerous to play with because they're so much bigger than her. I was like, okay, I'll call the rescue and we'll just foster. We're just going to foster a cat, one cat and try and find her a good match. And so I go and the, the rescue was like, hey, like in a panic, it felt like, oh, oh, thank God you called. Oh, we were hoping you call. And they're like, we have, we have this mom cat and her litter that needs to be fostered because they're all really sick. They can't be here because we don't want them to get sick and we don't want vice versa them then to get the other cats sick. Can you take this mom and her litter? And I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, sure. And one of them will work out. One of them has to work out. So maybe this is actually great because we can see who works out best with the family. And so by the time they were adoptable, because now they're healthy, now they're not going to get anyone sick and now they're not going to get sick. They've been living here for four months at that point. And it was like, I don't know. It feels like you guys just already live here. It's already been four months. We got a routine. It feels weird to kick a couple of you out because like, because of society. Again, this is why I'm really leaning on Taylor Swift to change the narrative about cat ladies. And so I was like, Ugh, I know this is embarrassing. And I know this looks like I'm hoarding animals, but it feels like you guys already live here. And so now they already all live here and I have six cats. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never hear them. I don't believe it. They don't make noise. They're cats all chilling. Make, cats. cats make noise, especially the one that's like frisky. And no, they're not. They're chilling as hell. No, I don't they're buy chill. it. Okay, but why would I make up six names? Rattle them off my. I can dome. name off six names right now in two seconds. Do it. Do it. Hi. Name six Lucy, fictional cats. Toby, Luna, Ryan, Truth, nope. and Lies. No. <laughs> yeah. 
you start by number three we're starting to fade no you're starting to it, come up with like trying to sometimes name off my children's birthdays because they're inverted i always feel like the bad parent when i go to the pediatrician they're like when's his birthday i'm like oh so the answer is no i don't know I, I, I didn't make that up i know you're in denial and i and by the way like i said to our listeners where we'll be taking a poll who would like to see Meigs with all of her cats and since they're so chill you could just post one picture with all six of them and that will do the trick otherwise this is the thing cats are chill as fuck dogs are the hard ones now that i have both dogs are the hard ones cats are chill <sighs> okay you know what here's the deal let's talk about some other things about dogs and cats okay? well but what i all i want to say all i want to say just to wrap up this t swift I just want to say thank you for what you're doing to the cat ladies. And also thank you for making the men kind of face cat ladies because the men were sitting in there. Men. It's not just men. I had to learn how to like. Oh, I know. You, uh, by the way, I hear your tone. You're, you're, you're closer part of the patriarchy than I am. You're, you're no, I, closer into the borders of the dogs, patriarchy than I am. I'm out further. Dogs love people. Cats. Yeah. Not right. Not so much. Right. Cats are here. Cats are cats are here to chill. Cats aren't here to impress you. I relate you. my husband and I to a dog and a cat. I am obviously the dog. Yes. You know, I meet people. My tail is wagging. All that good jazz. My husband. Yes. If your tail is wagging, if you're a cat, <gasps> it's not a good thing. Jackie. What? Jackie. In every relationship, even in our friendship, is there a cat and a dog? Maybe. I mean, you're definitely <gasps> the cat. I'm definitely the cat, you know, and you're I'm definitely not, the dog. No, because I have some friends who are definitely and in, in dogs. Swift, <gasps> I'm choking to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, in T Swift and and Travis Kelsey, she's the cat and he's the dog. So there you have Is them. that every great dynamic? Maybe, maybe the best duos are every cats great and dogs. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, I got to look into this more. You've just rattled off a new theory. But you know what? There are some of my friends who I don't think are cat-like at all. They're very doggish. And I'm definitely not a cat. So I don't know. Maybe there's different... In that dynamic, do you become more the cat? Listen, dogs get along and cats get along. But maybe in every great dynamic, in every strong dynamic, there is a cat and there is a dog hmm. person, like embodiment of, of those animals. I want to look into it. I want to explore this theory. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? You further that. I will. But you know what I will say? What's that? Speaking of theories. Yeah. Let's hear it. There is something else that I would like you to watch that you won't, but is the theory of is love blind? Oh God. And I personally. I've already, I've already heard. I've already heard about this season and I, I can't do it. So you got to give me the hard sell on why I should watch why this. Why can't you do it? It's so, it makes me like nauseous when I watch it because like, not only do I like feel the pain of sometimes of what these people are doing. I think maybe COVID done did me in with like sitting in a pod and chatting during COVID. That was like, I can relate. We're trapped in here just sitting in a pod in our own little room and, and talking a lot. But now when I feel like they're trapped in these places with no windows and no like way to get to the outside world, even that alone kind of gives me a little anxiety. But also the way that they, speaking of rushing into feelings or rushing into relationships, they go so hard so fast that it makes me oh because you have to remember they are isolated and all they're doing is thinking True. about that other person they have no outside elements 
or factors to interrupt that train of thought. So they're truly there to focus on one thing and one thing only. I mean, right? Like it's not that this is a boot camp, but that would be like the mindset. Like you're there to focus on this one thing and one thing only. And remember, it doesn't work for every single person. It's not like you are guaranteed to meet that person. However, I love the concept because having been an online dater, I think that the way that people date these days, unless you meet, you're fortunate enough to meet someone the good old fashioned way or back in the day buffet or through a friend, which is so not common anymore. Online dating has become the way. Mm -hmm. And when you online date with people, most people who I have ever spoken to or like talked to about it, they're scared to even speak to the other person. They hide behind their phone via text message. And then they wonder why when they met that person that there's no connection. And that's because a lot of people are more comfortable sitting behind a phone, portraying a different version of who they actually are. And when you're in a pod, you still get that concept of not being seen. So you don't feel judged, but you actually are able to open up as if you were on the phone. And one of my number one rules when I dated online was I always spoke to someone on the phone before I met them. And you'd be shocked by how many people out there would be like, uh, mm, no, I don't really want to talk. Oh, weird. Yeah. Why? Because it's archaic. It's not the way that they are used to doing things. They're like, why can't we just keep texting? It's like, because that's not real life. Yeah. How weird that they wouldn't want to like call before a date. Right. Because then maybe you're like, ah, let's not. Right. Because if you can't have banter over the phone, how am I going to have banter with you in person? Yeah. However, this particular round of the pods, one couple doesn't make it because this one person, he felt a certain way about her upon meeting. He kind of shut down a bit. So what do you mean he felt a certain way about her upon meeting? When they met, she had a lot of makeup on. Okay. Okay. And I think that he's like, he's a firefighter from the South. And like, he just, I think, wanted more all natural. I think they're the number one cheaters. Well, that's a very bold statement. But he, I think he wanted more. He thought that she was a little more all natural. And I think that she looked a little bit more not. But instead of being vocalizing that very early, he didn't. And then by that point in time, it had been four days on this quote unquote honeymoon where he really wasn't giving her anything. And in her defense, if that's what makes her feel comfortable, which she looked beautiful without makeup, but that should have been a topic of conversation very early and she should feel comfortable in whatever she feels comfortable in. And that's okay that if that's not what it's all about for him. But then that made it very much so that it was about her physical appearance versus about what they had connected on in the pods, which goes to show in this particular experiment that it didn't work for those two people. Now, I am a big believer in you ideally, I think that physicality is very important, but I think that it's also a great concept of taking people back to what you really connect on, which is, can you find somebody that really you can feel that emotional connection with while it's just not about what your picture looks like on Bumble. So I think that it goes back to kind of what you were saying with even though you can really like have a connection with somebody, I'm sure that woman was beautiful. Again, I haven't seen it, so I apologize. But 
there is something about in-person chemistry. A hundred. It's it's kind of the theory why the voice doesn't work and why something like American Idol or like X Factor does work. Why do you think the voice doesn't work? Because Daniel Bradbury is still very much out there. I'm a big fan. Who? Daniel. Who, bitch? Daniel Bradbury. Guess who I know? Fucking Kelly Clarkson. Guess what she was on? Because there is something about being like fully dimensional. Even though somebody has a great personality or is great at talking, there is something about somebody's presence that has a, a an electric charge to it. And I think that that's why we have never really known people to come out of the voice in the way that we've known people to come out of other shows. Like we love to watch the voice for the judges and like, oh, do we think this person's a good singer or whatever? We turn around, but we don't often come out with superstars from um, the voice. But there have been, again, maybe not in modern day, but the first few seasons should have brought us a big name from the voice in the way that the first few seasons of American Idol and X Factor UK did, where there is something about the whole like sensory of it, the ears, the eyes, the, the energy that you're bringing. And so I think that as much as there can be something, and, and by the way, I think the relationships that work out in Love is Blind is a, probably the reverse of what happens when you just have have like a little physical chemistry with somebody at the bar. You look at him, you're like, ooh, he's cute. You see each other at the other side. You're like, okay, we're drawn to each other. You go and you flirt. It's kind of the reverse situation of that is that you need both. You need to have that like little sparkle of energy with each other in, in each other's presence and the ability to communicate and connect on like a mind level. And I think Love is Blind does what the, almost the opposite of what apps do in that in apps, you're only seeing if you like the person by their looks and you don't know anything about the personality and the reverse happens in Love is Blind. So I think it is missing both the apps and Love is Blind is missing that other, the other, what the other has, which is kind of what makes a full good relationship or a full good dynamic. So I think it's guilty of doing what the apps don't, but it is also missing what the apps do. I don't agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know what, bitch? I'm sitting here saying, yes, I agree with you. And you're just shutting down all my I'm shit. Not. You shut down my very true actually, story earlier. Well, it's, it's not. It's not. Do you hear meow anywhere? Nope. Uh, if you've got six cats, I'm hearing a meow. Okay. That's just They're happening. lovely. They're chilling. That's what I'm telling you. I agree to a certain degree. I think that you're right. There needs to be that spark, that chemistry. But I do think that this particular experiment allows people to really hone in Like you're not allowed to talk about your physical appearance. You're not allowed to talk about those other things. So you're talking mm-hmm. about solely like who you are as a person. And that is mm-hmm. the concept of what you hope someone is going to, you know, outweigh the physical because your physical is going to change as you get older. Sure. But I, I also don't think that it's just physical. It's just an energy that you can see, that you can only like feel in somebody's presence. But when I've had phone calls with people like in the beginning of dating before I meet them, mm-hmm. I can get excited about sense. and going into that date with sure. expectations. Now that again, that chemistry like you're talking about is definitely accurate. And so if that's not there, then that's okay. But I have found that if I had a phone call with someone, I learn a lot more about them than I do through a 
text messages for sure and maybe it's even three it's even three elements it's the visual their physical presence that's not visual it's just being near each other whatever energy you're emitting and whatever energy they're emitting and does that energy have chemistry and then the third is like how you communicate and is it you know stimulating to the brain maybe it is like three-dimensional and we're only really talking about two but I'm sure you've been in those situations where you've even called them on the phone and you're like so excited and you're like oh my god we have great chemistry they're cute and then when you get in person you're like it's just not clicking I don't know what it is and you want it to that's what those that unspoken thing of where it's me not you that people like I hate when people say that but truly it's this non-tangible component where you're just like uh I almost called it quits on my husband on our third date because I felt like a little bit like this cut this out Justin I cut this out for you you don't you'll never know (laughs) he does know I'll protect you he does know you'll never know Justin because I felt like I was leading the conversations on our first two dates now he had planned really great dates but on our third date he brought it that night like it was oh he brought the heat he brought the questions he brought the hard-hitting questions at that and it really kind of turned our relationship around because he knows flat out I was like all right if date number three is a bust I'm out and you give three dates that's your number? No, sometimes less than that. Oh, sure, less. But three is like, listen, if it ain't clicking by three, I got to bounce. Why am I going to waste my time and your time? Because you're so point- good at that. People should, you should write a little, you're so good at dating. I can't even believe. I was always so impressed with you. <laughs> That's so silly. I'm not lying. I tell, I was, I always used to tell you, um, the third date, you were like, okay, if it doesn't click by three, I got to bounce. Yeah. Like I knew he was a quality human. Like I knew that hardcore. He was very old school in the way in which he dated. It was very abnormal. And like, he tried opening up my door for me on our first day. And I'm like, um, uh, I can open up my own door. Like, you know, <laughs> and he was just trying to be a gentleman. Like he's the type of guy who would move me from one side to the other and I'm like tripping over my feet because I'm like, um, I can handle myself. Like what's happening here? He just didn't want to protect me from the street. You know, he wanted, you know, he very chivalrous. I can't say that word. Right. Chivalrous? Yes. Yeah. Chivalrous? Yes. Such a hard word for me to say. Chivalry? He believed in chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you say it. So you throw it in a V in there, um, like double V's. Chivalry. Chivalry. I think you're doing. Sh- oh, you're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Comes first he and was then a the class, like, quality human, and I always say that he was a he was a 75 year old trapped in a 34 year old body. Like that's just who he was. Hell yeah, that's my jam. I'm a I'm a 400 year old witch. <laughs> Well, I also know like based on Love is Blind, the guy that has said like she has too much makeup on, he's coming off as like the seasoned villain. Is this correct? I don't view him as a villain. I view him then as... There's a controversy around this. Because it's very superficial, which is not what you're, sure. what you're sure, supposed sure. to be focused on. I also think like, again, I haven't seen him, so he could come off as a real douche. But in his defense, I've met guys in person and then sometimes upon seeing somebody visually, you're like, oh, you put a lot of effort into your appearance in a specific way. It doesn't always have to be like workout or whatever. And sometimes it is. Sometimes I'm like, listen, this dude hits the gym too much. We are not going to get along. This this dude grooms too much. We ain't a match. You know, you can kind of tell little details in defense of that. Look, I have a thing about like teeth, right? Like it's just a thing for me. However, you have your list. It's what you want. It's what you kind of envisioned. You know what you're doing with this experiment. Like you're going in blind and ideally you want to be able to throw those feelings away, but that's not truly how things work. The only thing I would say is that she kept 
begging for him to kind of like open up and be more like it was in the pods. And instead of explaining to her very early on, look, I'm having a harder time because of this particular moment and I need to get over that. He waited until way too late and expected her just to stay around. Do you think if they had a conversation, she would have been like, oh, I can totally wear less makeup if that's like your jam. Again, who knows how to broach the subject because it's a very hard conversation. So he did say that. Either way, she... It's hard. It's hard to say. It's a hard conversation. It was the last convert. It was like the last, it was the night before they called it quits. You know what's also so shitty about dudes is that they're like, I love an all natural girl. They don't even know the fucking work it takes. That it is just as much effort in a different way. Like we're not spending all the time, sure, applying makeup, but we're still spending a ton of time on skincare. We're still still spending a ton of time at the dermatologist. That's not all natural, bitch. We're putting in effort. What? Just chill out. It's all effort, bitch. But you have to feel comfortable in the way that you appear. And if she feels good in that way. I I think that's a hard conversation to even bring up. I don't think that he wanted to broach it because I don't think that that's the way that he wanted her to feel. And I think that she just wanted him to be very forthright. But I don't think that anyone in their right mind would think because I happen to wear fake eyelashes and more makeup than usual, that that would be a reason why you would shut down. Yeah. Oh, what a tricky thing I know. because it is so petty and it is so like, you cannot tell a person how you want them to look. Sure. And at the same time, you can be turned off. It can be a turn off. Yeah. Because sure. I know when I've, I've dated guys that were like too groomed and I was like, this is a turn off for me that you are waxing your body hair. It just is not a turn than me. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Either way though, I think that you should... Go on it. I don't want to go on it. Never. Right. It would actually be so great. Gross. Literal gross. I would never, never, never. Because A of all, I don't want to do a dating show because B, I want to die alone with my cats <laughs> and my dogs. You don't have cats. So there's that. You have to get some of those. The reason why you don't remember me telling you is because you do this to your own brain. You keep saying, nope, she doesn't have any cats. Nope. And then you you erase the memory and I keep having to tell you because I have told you. I don't know what it is and like why you're like, I just can't. If, if I knew you had six cats, you don't think that'd be a topic I would bring up all the time? That would make you such <laughs> not credible on so many levels with so many things. That it ruins my credibility. Yeah, in our initial conversation about Noel and the Great British, Great British Bake Off, that, that's another reason why you can't even go and be on it is that you have a good, you've got a zoo in your house that you couldn't even leave. So in what world... Do you think that that would not have been a topic I would have brought up a long time ago? They're lovely and they don't make a lot of noise. And that's the point is that they're chill as hell. And dogs, the dogs. How many litter boxes do you have? Six. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. Here's the thing is, I feel you. I feel you about the litter boxes. It is the worst part of it. And it is such a bad part of it. I, I totally, totally agree with that. It is it is vile. Megan, if you went on to dating anybody, you'd have to vocalize that you have six cats and two dogs. And that alone would, would shake off a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm literally trying <laughs> to shake off as many as possible. I'm, I'm not interested. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? And maybe subconsciously, I was like, I'm too funny. I'm too charming. I'm too lovely. I got to up these cats. Otherwise, these dudes are still going to try and come and land this. 
Oh, God. And maybe that was a subconscious thing. Because can I tell you, I, I was out here to find the guy who is like, oh, I love this about her. And you're going to be like, that's creepy. No way. I'm going to be like, you love animals? A guy who wants six cats. A guy who just loves animals. They exist. But so here's the thing is maybe subconsciously, I was like, listen, it doesn't matter if I go out without makeup, if I go out without brushing my hair, if I go out looking like a total sludge. These dudes are still trying to get at me. I'm walking around with these two dogs. These two dogs are wild. These guys are still no, trying to throw themselves no at dogs. me. I got to get these cats. Dogs are a magnet. If you start walking cats, no one's coming up to you. But when you walk... Genius. <laughs> wait a second. Let me write that down. <laughs> but when you walk dogs... Wait, wait, wait. I got to write that down. <laughs> start walking your cats. Yeah. Wear like cat sweaters and things like that. People don't want any part of that. Genius. But when you walk a dog... That's our I mean, merch. Just cat sweaters. But if you're walking a cat nobody outside of other weird cat women are coming up to you. First of all, I think that's like a boomer millennial thing, but Gen Z, Gen Z is down with animals. Gen Z loves animals. Yes. Can I tell you what Gen Z is up to? I'll tell you in my own neighborhood, there was a cute young couple, Gen Z, cute young couple. And the guy was pushing a stroller that had what in it? A cat, bitch. That's disgusting. No, it's not. These people who are pushing baby strollers with their animals in it are weird. That's true love. No, unless your dog cannot walk. No, that's true love. Speaking of true love, you're out here saying love is blind is true love. Pushing an animal, being a societal pariah at the benefit of your animal Mm -mm. is the most beautiful deep love. That's not true. You're like, I'm pushing... This stroller for the, my animal because my animal cannot walk, but I want my animal to enjoy life, to enjoy the outdoors. And yes, everyone in society is going to look at me like I'm a freak. And that is the deepest if form of love. your animal actually cannot walk, that's one thing. But there are plenty of animals who walk just fine. But these people want an excuse to bring their animal everywhere. Who cares? I care. That's lovely. That's beautiful. I don't want your dog inside of a grocery store. Who cares? We're I care. washed. We're washed. You're too washed. You're too washed. No. As long as they're not peeing and pooping, who cares? I care. Here's Okay, here's how I feel about it. I care. If you are responsible for a little animal's life, you are responsible for if they eat, you are responsible for where they go, they don't go within a six foot radius of where you don't let them. They're responsible for when you eat. If they're sick, they rely on you to take them to someone to get them they're healthy. They're 100% reliant on their people. I understand. Right. So if you understand the weight of that, that this little life, I am in charge of giving this little creature the whole experience of life. Oh God. And even though society would like me to keep you in the household, I want you to see the world. I want you to see how beautiful oh, nature is. So I'm going to put you in the stroller because it's not safe for cats to be on a leash. And I'm going to stroll you to the park. That is beautiful. That is gorgeous. I love that. It's so uh, evolved. It's evolved. Fuck the love on Love is Blind. Pushing your animal in the stroller is deeper love. I am over you not wanting to get back into the dating world. You're too high of a specimen and quality person that I just can't. I need you to like do it because you're so special. Why? Why? Because Why I, I want to be make, special all by myself. I want to make sure that, like, because if you're by yourself with all these, like, all these animals, like, if something were to happen to you, those like opposable fingers cannot like call nine one one on your behalf. But wouldn't I want my body to feed my animals <gasps> if I am dead? <gasps>
That would be the ultimate honor. Oh my god, I'm literally just so disgusted on the inside here. Like, I want them to stay alive. So please, if I'm not here to feed you, feed off of me until we can get you guys help. Oh my god, I can't even. I, I can't. It's, it's beautiful. Disgusting. Oh my god, I'm literally gonna throw them in my mouth. Let's not. Okay. So that's what. That's okay. where I stand. But can I tell you what? I love it out here by myself. Because guess what's so fun? Chilling. Guess what's so fun? Watching whatever I want. Guess what's so fun? I think it's actually like. To me, I don't understand how I ever did it. I don't understand why I would want it again. A late in life boyfriend that lives a block away. If I ever do this again, which I don't know if I will. I, I, I remember we used to worry about my grandma so much. We used to be like, grandma's never gotten back out there. Grandma, we're worried about her. We're like, man, grandma's never really had a really... Sh- now? I'm like, hell yeah, that, that chick was partying. That chick knew where, what was up. I didn't realize. She knows what's up. Chilling by yourself is the shit. And also, just to let you know, final note, I do push my dog in a stroller sometimes too. Okay, uh, that was this week's episode of <laughs> What Are Y'all Talking About? He's <laughs> an English bulldog. I gotta get him around. We put, we put him in a stroller and we stroll around town. Oh my I'll send you pictures of that too. I, I... I think this is our last episode. I don't know that we can continue. <laughs> I am like completely shook to the core. I have to. He can't walk very well. I didn't want to reveal that. I wanted to give you like a little bit of space before I was like, okay, she's not handling six cats well. She's saying the stroller thing. I'm going to give her a little bit of space between when I reveal that I too push my dog in a stroller. Do you have like a bag of like toenail clippings I should worry about? Like I'm a little, I thought I knew who you were and now I am reevaluating. I told you I'm going for 400 year old witch who's never with anyone ever again. It's the goal. It's the dream. Well, your dream is on the fast track. I know it's quickly becoming a reality. It sure well, is. I love you very much. I love you more <laughs> before this conversation. But, um, okay, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you trying to hold on to this. And, uh, I love you very much. We'll see you next week on What Are Y'all Talking About? Bye. Bye.